You're listening to Minimalish, a podcast where we talk about simplifying our stuff, our lives, our motherhood, all in a realistic way so that we can make room for what matters. We're not here for perfectly tidy homes or seeing how much we can possibly declutter. We're here for living with less, realistically. It's going to look different for all of us, but we're not really focused on how our version of minimalism looks anyways. We're focused on how it feels. I'm your host, Desiree. I'm a mom to two and on my own journey of living with a little less clutter so I can have more space for an intentional life. I'm no expert, and I like to think of this as a corner of the internet where we're learning and growing together. So let's walk towards a more simple and intentional life. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. Today we are talking about a topic that I like to approach every once in a while, at least a few times a year, and that is minimalism with our finances. We've talked about creating a budget, we've talked about tracking spending, and I've had some amazing women on the show to talk about finances with us. It's a topic I think falls hand in hand with minimalism, and I can say that I am not an expert in this field. So I love having these women on the show and I've learned so much from them, including today's guest, Shay Richter, the creator behind Front Porch Finances. Shay is a mom of two and she's all about saving and growing wealth while living a slow pace of life. She also coaches women on the basics of financial education and how to simplify their money. Her and her husband have plans to retire in the next five years so they can spend even more time traveling and more time with their girls. As we get into today's conversation, we are going to be talking about something that Shay really loves to talk about, and that is challenges. Ways we can challenge ourselves to do things a little differently with our finances. Shay's going to talk about her no-spend year that she did And she's also going to talk about pantry challenges. And when she talks about budgeting and saving and growing wealth, she talks about it with a no hustle approach. So one thing I want to note before we dive into today's conversation is that a lot of times on social media, I see that finances and the way that someone chooses to save and spend can be a touchy topic. And I think the reason for that is we all have different goals. We all have different perspectives. We all have different financial situations. So today, Shay and I are speaking from our perspectives and our specific situations. Shay is going to share her debt-free journey, places she and her family cut their budget. I think we can tend to compare our own journey, our own values to others. And while Shay's life and goals may look different than yours, the no hustle approach, the challenges that she's going to talk about today, and all the encouragement she brings to this conversation are all things we can apply to our own journeys, even if the application might look different. I absolutely love that Shay and her family have chosen to live vastly different in some areas of life to achieve their goals. This fact alone is inspiring to me, and I know you'll be inspired by that as well. Shay also just recently released a book called Budget Burnout, 12 Weeks to Get Out of Your Budget Slump and Accelerate Your Goals. So if you feel kind of ready to go and ready to reach some of your financial goals after listening to this episode, then go find her book. I'll link that in the show notes, but let's go ahead and get to my conversation with Shay. All right, Shay, I'm excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, Before we dive into all the good stuff we're going to talk about, could you just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, um, what you do, what you're passionate about, all of that? Yeah, 
First of all, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. My name is Shay, and I am a mom of two girls. And after becoming a stay-at-home parent, I decided that I just kind of wanted to do something more with my money passion. And so I really turned it into helping women tackle their finances, whether it's debt or savings or anything like that, and help them meet their goals and to do it in a way that's very like anti-hustle. Yeah, I love that. I think it's so interesting because a lot of times we do hear about getting debt free in the light of do it as fast as possible and hustle to get there. I just think it's great how you talk about it like that because for a lot of us, that's just not realistic. I want to hear a little bit more about your family story of becoming and remaining debt-free and then we'll talk a little bit more about the whole less hustle Um, because I'm curious if your story involves hustle or not. It actually does. So after the birth of my first girl in 2017, um, I just had like such a desire to become a stay-at-home parent and I know that it wouldn't be possible with the debt that we had. Um, When I married my husband, I took on like $40,000 of his student loans on top of the little bit of debt that I had. So I found the debt-free community on Instagram. And at the time it was a really like anonymous place. No one really posted their faces or anything, but I was so motivated by seeing people's raw numbers every month that, um, I just became one of those anonymous people and, and started documenting my journey. And accidentally I fell into reselling kind of, um, I was like yard selling one day And these people were like done with their yard sale and they just like gave me all their extras. They're like, do you want this? And I was thinking I could sell this, make money and, you know, pay off some debt. So then I started kind of reselling. Um, My husband and I at the time were both working part time. I was um, I worked from home part time and my husband went to school full time and worked part time. And in that first year, we were able to pay off twenty thousand dollars of debt and we worked you know, maybe like 20 hours a week. So it was mainly done from reselling, uh, not going out to eat. We really cut out everything. I'm not as intense like that anymore. And I don't really uh, tell people to do that either because it's an easy way to get burnt out. But it was very like hustle. Everything was hustle then. And then, yeah, we um, became debt free and we have stayed that way by uh, we one increased our income when my husband graduated and then because we were debt free i was able to stay at home and we just live the same lifestyle that we have since we became debt free we haven't increased our lifestyle with our income yeah and it's interesting that your debt free journey does involve a lot of hustle whether it's you know the fact that you did start a side hustle reselling and also just like I don't know, putting your head to the ground and really (laughs) being strict about things. So why do you now, like when you, when you talk about personal finances in general, why does it involve less hustle? Like, why is that kind of the message that you're passionate about? Well, in my mind, the hustle was necessary to become that stay at home parent, to see my kids more. And it was such a short time, but like, that's my reason for anti hustle now is like those kids I need time with them. I don't want to, I don't want anyone to have to pick up a second job and miss out on those moments, right? Kids are only young for so long. And I feel like so much of society is like, let's work, 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 work more. 
take on more debt, do all this stuff. And me, I want to grow my wealth, but I, and my money, but I don't want to miss out on those moments with my kids. Yeah. And that's, I think that is so important what you just said, because it's, there are maybe those periods of time that do take a little bit more hustle or dialing in our lifestyle so much so that we can get to that point where we can have the life that we want. And I just love that even though you want and your family is still building wealth, and we're going to talk about one way that you've done that over the past couple of years in a second here, but your family is still building wealth and, you know, saving money and doing things like that, but it doesn't involve going outside of your values because you, this was like your whole goal to be at home with your kids. I think it all comes down to, right, what your values are and what you want your life to look like. Definitely. So a couple of things I want to talk about today. I want this episode to be like kind of about the, I guess, challenges, because you talk about a lot of different little challenges that you do to either save money or, I don't know, just kind of challenge yourself in general, um, whether it's saving money or living with less in some way. And so... Two challenges that you have shared about that intrigued me, and I wanted to talk about them today. One, your family did a no-spend year. So I want to hear about that because to me that sounds like a lot (laughs) and something I don't hear about often. So I'm very curious about that. And then you recently talked about doing a pantry challenge, which I kind of want to dig into even deeper here. So first things first... Tell us about your no-spend year. Like, what even is a no-spend year? Um, How did you plan for that, carry it out in general? So in 2019, I read this book, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was about a woman who essentially did a no-spend or a no-buy year. And I loved some of the concepts she had, so I kind of, like, took it and made it my own. Um, So what a no-spend year is, is a year that you don't spend money on certain things. So you get to like create your own rules based on your family's values, like you were saying. So for my family, we didn't uh, like budget money to go out to eat or buy clothes or buy decor, furniture, like extra things, subscriptions. But we did um, budget for like vacations because family experiences are very important to us. Uh, We also budgeted to keep in... um, doing our garden because we grow our food and we enjoy being outside. Um, So you kind of get to like tailor it to whatever is important to you. So some things that like I did to prepare for my uh, no buy year, my no spend year was I unsubscribed from emails that just, you know, like 70% off sale, click here, like clothing, food. I unsubscribed to anything that was going to try to sell me something that I might like give into temptation. Um, same with apps. I got rid of like food apps and clothing apps. And it's actually really nice because you're simplifying your inbox and you're simplifying your phone, getting rid of all all this stuff that you don't actually need. Um, so I did those and then we set ourselves a goal. So we have a goal to retire in like five years. And so that's our driving force. That's what keeps us motivated. Um, and the last thing I did was I just asked for a bunch of gift cards for Christmas so I could get coffee or things like that. Um, and I cashed out some things like Ibotta or Rakuten for more gift cards because you can't go a whole year with no takeout coffee. It's really hard. 
yeah, I utilize pages like a no buy page from Facebook to get like gifts for people. Um, a no buy page is where people just offer up things for free. So I would post things that I didn't want for free. And then um, I would like respond to things that people were giving away for free. Gifts I found to, uh, was like the hardest thing of the no buy year because you want to gift people things. Um, I grew flowers and I would use them in bouquets and give them to friends for like birthdays. I grew chamomile and would dry out the dried out for tea. And I know I gave that as like teacher gifts at the end of the year. So you really have to like get creative on like how to gift people things because you still have to give gifts even when you do a no spend year. I think my one-year-old at the time didn't even get a birthday present. So <laughs> she doesn't remember. It's okay. I don't know about you, but the summer means keeping our pantry stocked with healthy snacks. Because in our family, we are all home for the summer and my kids are constantly asking for snacks. And I'm not going to lie, my husband and I are snacking a lot too. And that's why I am always finding myself on Nuts.com to stock up on our favorite snacks. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers and more. Their wide range means there's something for everyone. They offer plenty of gluten-free options as well, organic choices, and other diet-friendly products. I love their dried fruit so much. Their organic dates are my absolute favorite. Anytime I buy dates somewhere else, they just do not quite compare to the organic dates from Nuts.com. And you can know that quality is top priority when you are ordering from Nuts.com. They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day that it ships. So they reach you deliciously fresh. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at Nuts.com slash minimalish. So check out all the delicious options at Nuts.com slash minimalish and you'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's Nuts.com slash minimalish. I think it's so interesting because it sounds like it helped I don't know, it encouraged you to get creative in a lot of ways. And really, the no spend year intrigued me so much because I thought of how it falls in line with minimalism in a lot of ways. And just this idea of dialing down and, you know, choosing less for yeah. a whole entire year, um, but doing it in a way that is a little more extreme and not to say that it's so extreme that it's not doable because you you kind of chose based on your values and you're meet, you're doing it to get to a goal that is even more valuable to you than right like retiring in 5 years is a really important goal to you more important than maybe going out to eat <laughs> since that was yeah. the one thing you didn't budget money for and it also goes along with like the no hustle thing like it's not like I went and made more money, but we were able to save 43% of our income that year because we just bought less. Like we don't realize how much we're consuming all the time. So it's, I still got to spend the time with my family. I still got to make memories with them, but I also was able to save a lot of money. Yeah. Well, I love it. I want to know, um, what did it look like, like throughout the year? How did you track it? Um, and then what kind of challenges came up? Um, so I tracked it like every month at the end of the month, I would just see like how much we put in investing, how much we were saving. And like, I also compared it to like the previous year. So I think the previous year we only saved 13% of our income and it's like, you don't even know what you bought 
that took all of that money, you know? Yeah. Um, but there was, I feel like a lot of challenges. I did a good job of making the people in my life aware. So it's not like people were inviting me to spend money all the time or sometimes friends would like buy my dinner, which was so kind because they wanted to go out. But I think challenge challenges would be like, sometimes you just go to Target and you just want to maybe buy something <laughs> or you think that would look great. Like I have all this, like when we started this, we had kind of moved into our house a few months prior. So it's not like it was decorated. It's still not really decorated, but <laughs> it just, there was bare walls, places that maybe you wanted to feel a little more homey. Um, so like you would see something you think, oh, that would be perfect. And you'd be like, no. And, or you'd go to your friend's house and their house is so homey and nice. And you're like, oh, I just want my house to feel like that. So I think that's where I struggled the most. That and eating out. I do love to eat out. Yeah. Food. I think that would be the hardest struggle for us. That's an area where we're trying to like dial it in, but um, we live really close to family and they go out all the time. So that, yeah, that would be a struggle for us for sure. Um, what, like the, I guess the discipline that you learned during that year, do you feel like, I don't know, do, is it something that has stuck with you? Cause that was in 2020. So three years later, like, what are some of the lessons that you learned that, that still stay with you now? So after the year, I didn't continue it. I know some people, when they do that, they do continue. Um, but I, d I don't want to deprive myself for that long. Yeah. Um, but I still don't have an eating out budget. I still don't have a clothing budget. Um, I've kept up with those things and we just like get creative. We do have like a date night or a family budget but we usually try to stick to more activities. Um, and then, yeah, we get a lot of hand-me-downs. So I s just don't really budget for those things. And then if we do need something, it just comes out of like our personal spending money. But those are like the biggest things I've kept with us because it's easy to budget like 200 bucks on eating out a month or $100 on clothes a month. And so I feel like those two things save us the most money. Yeah. And probably you like you had to flex the muscle of like saying no a lot oh. i think that is definitely my biggest struggle especially with like going out to eat like you said mm -hmm. you have to say no to friends inviting you somewhere so that's i think really impressive to me but also something and it someone listening might feel like that that feels like deprivation but it's a short period of time working mm -hmm. towards a goal what was there anything you did during that year to feel like less deprived. Does that make sense? No, I just, I don't think I felt deprived because I kept the things that were the most important to me. And it's not to say like we didn't eat out ever. Um, we just got creative in the ways that we did it. One of, one of my rules, which I didn't state earlier was like, I could sell something of mine and use that money however I see fit because it mm -hmm. wasn't actually part of like our income and our budget. So I was selling like clothes, random things, and then I would use that money to eat out or like we would use like a coupon or, you know, we would try to find a way to do it for less money. Um, my mother-in-law likes to take us out for every special occasion. So like we still got to go out sometimes. So it wasn't like I never got takeout coffee. I never got to go out to eat. But when we did, it was really special. Like it felt exciting. Another thing is we kind of live out in the country. It's not a quick drive to a fast food place. So like 
we didn't have that temptation already of just like if we wanted to go out to eat and it was time to eat right now it like we would be gone for like an hour and a half to two hours and it's just not realistic with little kids to do things like that last minute but i don't think we felt deprived plus you can make your favorite meals like at home yeah you can to get frozen pizza instead of takeout pizza you can it's not as good but you know <laughs> <laughs> i know it's hard because i do i love going out to eat but now it's just like more exciting yeah yeah well one thing you mentioned is how going out to eat like that is just a budget that you knew if you cut that out then you're saving a chunk of money there and same with clothes Another thing, at least for my husband and I, we've been talking about our budget a lot lately because we're trying to find where we can, where is there a place in our budget that could be a difference maker for us if we kind of cut it, not, not even completely, which groceries is one of them for us. And it's not, obviously we can't cut groceries completely. We need to eat. Um, but we realized that we could probably with the right planning, and it's all on me because I do all that and I'm like, oh, I have to figure this out. We could probably cut it significantly because we just have gotten in the habit of spending a lot on groceries. Um, so the other challenge I want to talk about is your pantry challenge um, that you recently did. Is this something that you do often? Yeah, every year I okay. do do it in April. I don't know why April is always like the month I choose to do it, but I always do it in April. Yeah. Okay. So I think, you know, obviously it can be done any time of year. So anyone listening to this, whenever they're listening to it, um, this could be very relevant because like I said, at least for us, and I'm sure a lot of people, especially with how grocery prices have went up, it's an area of the budget that can save us a lot of money. And the pantry challenge that you've shared about is one way to do that. Give us a rundown of what the pantry challenge is and why we might want to do one. So the pantry challenge is a challenge I do every year and it is essentially to like clean out my pantry. I go through and I can see what's about to expire or get rid of what has already expired. Um, and it helps me clean out like my freezer too, because we grow a large garden. We um, freeze a lot of stuff from our harvest. So I like to make space in the freezer. Um, and it's easy. Like we have a deep freezer outside for you to just like pack your food on top and like forget what's underneath. So like, a freezer pantry challenge just is just that it's just challenging you to use what you already have to make food to make space to not have food waste yeah so does two things at once it can help save money on groceries at least for that month it can probably save significantly for that month and then also um helps without you know eliminate food waste and probably i would assume doing the challenge like refreshes your brain on <laughs> how much you are accidentally like forgetting about from month to month and that's kind of getting shoved in there. So that's what I like about it. I feel like even though it's one month of the year that you're doing it, it kind of gives you a fresh start, but also, I don't know, refreshes the way that you think about food in general and grocery shopping. One little self-care thing that makes a big difference for me is having my nails painted. I just feel more together. I feel ready to tackle the day when my nails are painted. But for the longest time, I struggled to find nail polish that I liked and I struggled to actually paint my nails well. I was not the best self-manicurist, but Olive in June has changed things for me. 
The Olive and June Manny system has everything you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. You customize it with your choice of six polishes, and this polish does not chip. It lasts up to seven days, and it breaks down to just $2 a manicure. It includes an award-winning cuticle serum and includes an acetone-free nail polish remover pot. I love Olive and June for so many reasons, but I especially love how great my nails look from home. I love the Poppy, which is this tool that actually helps you paint your nails well without getting the nail polish all over yourself. The cuticle serum is just so good. Even the nail clippers that come with it and the nail file help make shaping your nails so easy. And I also love how much fun my five-year-old and I have whenever we do our nails together. She loves the manicure probably just as much as I do. I also want to tell you about their quick dry polish because that has been my go-to this summer. It only takes one to two coats to get full coverage and then it only takes about a minute to dry and it lasts for about five days or more. Visit oliveandjune.com slash minimalish for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash M-I-N-I-M-A-L-I-S-H for 20% off your first Manny system. Okay, so can you give us a little step-by-step for how you typically prepare for it and how how you do this and how you use up the food that you have in your house already? Yeah, so typically the first thing I do for a pantry challenge is I make sure I don't overbuy before the challenge happens. Like being like, oh, I'm going to have that pantry challenge. I should buy some extra stuff just to have on hand. Like that's a big no-no. You just want to like do your regular shopping before. And that also goes for the end of the challenge. Like once you open up your cupboards and they're practically bare, you might have the feeling that you just want to go buy everything and don't do that. Just do your regular grocery shopping. Um, so after you do that, you, after you don't overbuy prior to the challenge, um, you need to do an inventory. You need to look at what you have on hand in your pantry and your freezer and write it all down. And that seems a little tedious, but it's going to be so helpful in the long run and it'll save you time in the long run. So I like to write my nail out and then put it on like a whiteboard or something that you can use a dry erase marker with. Um, And that allows you to like erase things as you use them, which is helpful when it comes, you know, anytime actually is that is helpful, not just on the pantry challenge. But anyways, you want to figure out what your inventory is because that's going to make meal planning a lot easier. You won't have to go digging through your freezer. You'll just know this is what I have in my freezer to make meals. After you do those things, you want to set up your weekly budget. So you still need fresh fruits and vegetables, maybe some like dairy products um, every week. So you can't just like not spend any money on food for a whole month. If you're one person, maybe you're only spending like $15 to $20 a week. If you're a family of 10, maybe you're spending $100 a week. I don't know. Um, Mine used to be about $25, but now with all the inflation... I'm a little more lenient with myself. I'm probably closer to 50. Um, And maybe one week I spend 85 and one week I spend 25. It all just kind of evens out. Um, But you want to set up a budget so you kind of just have an idea going into it how much you want to spend per week. And then you get to meal plan, which is the fun part. It's where you get to get creative and make your meals. And one thing I always say about a pantry challenge is your food is probably going to get weird. Like you're probably going to mix some weird things and your husband may look at you like you're crazy, but he'll still eat it. So it's fine. (laughs) Um, Some meals that we always make 
during a pantry challenge are like burrito bowls because that's super easy to use up stuff from the pantry like rice, um, beans, salsa, and it doesn't have to, like if you don't have black beans for a burrito bowl, that's fine. You can use kidney beans or a different kind of bean. Like it doesn't have to be exactly like it would be on maybe another month where you want like the specific correct ingredients. Uh, another thing we always do is breakfast because our chickens lay a lot of eggs and it's kind of like its own pantry. <laughs> you got to get through those eggs. So we'll make breakfast once a week and like pancakes. Um, but you kind of just tailor the meals to what you like. Most likely the food you have on hand is going to be food you like anyways. Um, and there are websites where you can go in and like put the ingredients in and it'll kind of tell you some recipes you can make from there, or you can just throw whatever together and make some weird meals. And one of my favorite tips is to double that meal if possible, because it uses up even more stuff from your freezer, pantry, fridge, and then you only have to cook half the time. I think that's important. Okay. So I love that it, obviously you're still getting some groceries because if not, probably by like the second week, you'd be eating like just rice. I don't know. Right. You know? A bunch of processed foods and no. Right. <laughs> nothing of nutritional value. <laughs> right. So I love that. Um, also, I would love to know, like, if you are getting to that point halfway through and you've you've set a budget, so you're kind of still trying to reel yourself in, even though you are still getting groceries, like, how do you feel, I don't know, how do you get past those feelings of not having your typical things on hand? Because I assume there would be less, like for me, if I was going through a pantry challenge, I'd probably run out of like my kids snack, like my daughter likes to have goldfish and crackers on hand. Like we'd probably run out of those quickly. And I don't know if that's something I would rebuy every single week or not. Like use that could use up a substantial part of the budget when I'd want to use like buy that for fresh food. So that's just one example. But any kind of food that you typically would like to buy week after week, how do you get past those feelings? Of like, oh, I'm I'm used to having it this way. Well, let's see. My husband is very much like that. He's like a creature of habit. He has the same breakfast and lunch every day for work. So like if there is no way that I could run out of his things, he would be like, um, no, I need them. So like <laughs> if you need them, you, you need them. Like if it's going to save you uh, the fight with your kids, if it's, you know, if it's for your mental health, buy the goldfish, <laughs> you know, you sometimes just have to get creative. And for my husband, he, I mean, he's okay with it sometimes. If it was all the time, he would be like, absolutely not. Like, where's my sandwich that I need for lunch? Yeah. Um, but just once again, it's just getting creative. If you're out of bread and you only have hot dog buns, you're going to have a hot dog sandwich that day. And that's just going to be life and it's going to be okay. And your coworkers might think you're silly, but it's all in good fun. <laughs> yeah, I I love it. It's so balanced because it's like okay, if I if I run out of bread and I have hot dog buns, like use those up because it's the same thing, right? Yeah. But if you run out of like all types of bread and you have someone in your family that like needs to have a sandwich, then mm-hmm. then you can get it because you, you have yeah. the you have the grocery budget there, and I think that makes it sound doable and not like so extreme that it's out of reach. Like you're not yeah. saying like okay, you have to all of a sudden like learn to make bread and make all of your bread, which not that that's like, I know that it's not that hard to make bread, but some people would be like, no, I'm just not going to do that. (laughs) But also like, don't, you know, bake your own goldfish. Like that's not worth your time. 
<laughs> go, go buy your goldfish at the store. <laughs> and when I say I know it's not that hard to make bread, I don't make breads, but I've heard people say it's not hard. For me, it probably I, would be hard. <laughs> I'm learning right now, and it's a big learning curve, like that sourdough bread, and it's like a whole day's worth of work. A lot of alarms. I, I have been very intimidated by it because I want to do it because my one-year-old is soy intolerant and so many store-bought breads have like soy oil or soy lecithin so i'm like if i could just learn to make bread but i also i'm like am i really gonna do that i don't know i'm probably not i have been teaching myself like i'm not great at it yet but i'm learning to make sourdough bread in like the bread maker so i don't have to actually do anything you just put it all in there and then it you know does it for you well that's good to know good tip (laughs) okay so with this pantry challenge, how much do you typically save or how much did you save this this go around? I actually don't remember how much I did this year, which was like a month ago. But I know typically it's like anywhere from four to seven hundred dollars. So I know two years ago, what is this year? So in 2021, um, I saved seven hundred dollars doing the pantry challenge. Like the month prior, I had spent just about a thousand dollars and I came in under three hundred dollars for that month. And once again, the anti-hustle thing. Like, it's not like I spent any more time making food. I didn't spend any more time meal planning. I already do those things. And I saved $700. That's a substantial amount of money. Yeah, that's awesome. With that said, is there any tips that you have for like grocery budgets in general and saving on groceries in general from week to week? Yeah. So for me, I have a little bit of money that is part of my grocery budget that I use just for when things that we always eat are on sale or like a really deep discount. So I can buy extras because um, we don't always buy like all organic, but we try to, and that stuff can be really expensive. And so if I can find it on sale for the same amount as like a non-organic, like then I'll buy it and I'll stock up on a few and have it. Uh, once again, cereal, like when my husband's cereal goes on sale, which is not often, I will get 10 boxes at a time <laughs> and then I don't have to worry about running out or buying it at like $5 a box now, which is like wild. Um, so that's one thing I do that really helps. And it, it kind of helps me also build my pantry and my freezer, like after I empty it, um, like build it up slowly. So I just have things on hand again. Um, another thing I do is I do shop multiple stores, which people hate, but I don't do it all in one week. I'll do like Costco once a month. Um, my regular grocery store, I'll probably do three to four weeks out of the month. Nope. Two to three weeks. And then, um, I shop at like a, it's like a discount store called grocery outlet, probably like once a month to get our snacks and cereals and stuff. Okay. I love that mindset shift because that's helping me now too, because I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. I really want to cut our budget by like three to $400 a month because we're just going to an outrageous point with our grocery budget lately. And I think it, it makes sense that, because that gets to me, I, I have like one store where, again, the bread thing, like there is bread there that I can get and <laughs> that works for my whole family. And then I end up like just grocery shopping there because it has the bread I need, but it's not 
as inexpensive as other stores. So I just love that idea of like kind of rotating stores and I guess like stocking up for the month with the grocery discount store with like the snacks. You would be stocking up for the whole month. Okay. I love that. How do you, so with your grocery budget, then you just kind of, do you do like a month long grocery budget? Um, so I do, I budget my groceries like by paycheck. So I just take out a specific amount per paycheck. My husband gets paid every two weeks. So then I just divide that amount in half and that's roughly how much I get per week. So I for sure grocery shop once a week and there might be one week where I do twice a week. I also find um, that like grocery pickup is huge because you know exactly how much you're spending and if you're staying aligned in that budget and then you don't have to go in the store as much. So I only go into like a physical store a few times a month versus, you know, every single week. Yes. I grocery pickup saves my sanity too. So that that's also a big one. (laughs) Okay. Well, I love it. This has given me a lot of tips. So I know it's given um, other listeners a lot of tips too. I'm really wanting to try a pantry challenge. I might do it next month i don't know we'll see um (laughs) if i do i'll share about it (laughs) but but yeah thank you so much for sharing about these couple of challenges that um help you and your family save money and kind of get to get closer to the big goals that you have are there any other tips or resources that you want to share for anyone wanting to get more control of their finances or save money um, without the hustle? I think the first tip is really just to like slow down and figure out what your why is. Like, why are you wanting to get your finances in order? For us, it's our family. And so that helps us decide what is important and what's not. When you list out your why, then when you go to buy something, you can say, is this part of the life that I'm trying to design or is it not? Once again, it really goes hand in hand with minimalism because you look at that item and you decide if you want to put it in your house and eventually create clutter or if you want to save the money, I guess. Um, And then my second tip would probably just be don't cut out everything. Like it's easy to get caught up in like wanting to save money and I'm going to use coffee as an example again. Like you don't need to buy $7 coffee seven days a week. That's like essentially $50 a week. For me, I budget once a week, so I still get it. It's still exciting, Um, but I don't cut it out completely because it's something that brings me joy. And I think that, yeah, people just get caught up in like, you can't do anything and it's easy to get burnt out. Then you'll make a mistake and then you'll just kind of snowball and be like, well, now I've ruined everything. I'm just going to keep spending money. Yeah, I love those tips. Well, okay. I have two questions that I ask every guest. So I have to ask you them before I let you go. The first one is what is something that you're simplifying right now? My garden. Like in years past, it has been wild and unruly. And last year alone, we got 50 pounds of tomatoes and I don't know four (laughs) humans that need 50 pounds of tomatoes. So we're really simplifying the garden, doing a lot less, making it a lot more manageable for ourselves. 50 pounds of tomatoes, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what would you do with all of that? It was mainly an accident. They like grew themselves. They were like volunteer <laughs> tomatoes from the year before that I just was like, what do I do with these? <laughs> okay. My second question is what's something that you're loving right now? Yard sales. It's yard sale season where I live. And it is just one of the things that brings me joy every Saturday, packing up my girls in the car and like giving them their little budget to spend 
and like just we just have fun and i love it that is really fun we love yard sales too okay well thank you so much for coming on the show this has been really fun and um so much value so thank you for that where can listeners come and find you um if they just want to follow along with you um i'm on instagram at front porch finances and you can also find me at frontporchfinances.com. okay thank you again for coming on the show <laughs> thank you for having me no spend month a pantry challenge these are all things that can help us financially but there are also challenges that can help us in our minimalism journeys. A no-spend month or multiple months or years, like Shay and her family did a whole year, which is impressive. I don't know that I could do that. But even just a week can vastly change the way that we consume and can help us change our habits around the way we consume. Again, while a no-spend year might not be for everyone, a shorter-term challenge can definitely make a difference and help us change some habits and save money in the process. So if you felt inspired by either of the challenges that Shay talked about today, I hope you'll kind of adapt them, make them your own, and make a plan to actually do them and see how much they change, again, your spending habits, but also just your consuming habits in general. That is all I have for today's episode. I'm so grateful you're here and you're listening in. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you'd share it with a friend or share it on Instagram or wherever you like to share things. I'm always honored anytime you share the show. It just helps new listeners get their eyes and ears on the show. So thank you for that, as I say every week and as I mean it from the bottom of my heart every week. And I will talk to you right back here again on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.